This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In, in terms of our internationals, I expect all of them to be back Um we will assess whether they're going to be available to play or not, um, or start or not. But certainly uh, everybody, so Martinez played last night, obviously for Argentina. Douglas Luiz got the last 20 minutes for Brazil. We've also had players playing for Scotland, England, uh, Burkina Faso, Zimbabwe. So we've had players all over the world and uh, um, we want them back and we expect them to come back and then we'll assess whether they're, they're ready to play or not. But... Um, Martinez and uh, and Douglas Lewis are obviously the latest ones to come back, but they will be in the squad. You know, we'll be giving them every chance to to prove that they're good to start against Wolves. Welcome to the My Old Man's Head podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the upcoming Villa Clash with the Dogheads at Villa Park, Mr. Chris Buds. Hello. Thank you for joining me. We How you doing? Uh, just put out. Yeah, not too bad. We just put out a show uh, literally this morning, so uh, we don't need to uh, dwell on uh, too much. It's all systems. What have go. you been up to since we last spoke? <laughs> literally uh, hours ago. Uh. Went to sleep, had some breakfast, that's about it. Basically the same as what Emmy Martinez has done. <laughs> Bother getting on the plane, bitch. Got my head down. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get on to uh, that situation uh, in a second. Uh, if you are new to the show, uh, something for the weekend is our uh, quick catch-up uh, after the uh, press conference of Dean Smith. So for the full show... Uh, you have to wait for the next one, although we just put out a uh, catch-up show to bring us up to speed over the uh, international break, which was kind of uh, like the full show, but without the uh, much discussion. So that's uh, episode 166, so check that out. Right, uh, let's get into it. We like to uh, start the show with a Villa Minute, which is everything that's happened uh, since the last show in a minute. I have my... uh, 
Who, who's Pride? sponsoring it this who's sponsoring it this week it's uh i think it's rolex i've got my oh yeah they, they sent me a rolex just to time this we've got a new ap right here we go sponsored by rolex not go villa's match before the international break was a chance to follow up their end of season win at the new spurs stadium with a win in front of actual away fans unfortunately they were unable to follow up their old trafford victory the week before despite an air of expectancy after, controlling, after a controlling start, Villa found themselves a goal down, with arch-nemesis Son the provider for Holberg on the half-hour. Villa failed to capitalise on the Ollie Watkins equaliser midway through the second half. It was too easy for Son to serve up a Spurs winner minutes later as Target diverted the ball into his own net. Villa's under-21s continued to impress on Papa John's trophy duty, coming from 2-0 down to beat Burton Albion, with Cameron Archer scoring his token hat-trick putting Mark Delaney's young Lions into the knockout stage of the competition for the first time. With multiple players away on international duty, attention turns to whether Messrs Louise and Martinez will return from South America in time, as Villa return to Villa Park for the first time in four weeks. Speaking of 28 days later, it's fitting to have the Dogheads as the visitors. Oh. Right, uh, the Dogheads. Dogheads has been a bit of an anticlimax uh, in uh, the last couple of seasons. Oh, last season, those so. two games were dreadful. But we'll get on to that in a second. Uh, first First of all, uh, Dean Smith's press conference. Still not committed on uh, Martinez and Louise uh, in terms of... Uh, they're in the air, but we don't know if they're going to be on the pitch. Still that grey area. It's, uh, well, we'll check them before. What did he actually uh, say? Uh, he said that basically they'll be in the squad. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's uh, Martinez is not an outfield player, so he'll probably uh, get there in time. I think he's got a day ahead of... Uh, Got a day extra to Douglas Louise anyway, hasn't he? Well, certainly a few hours. I don't think it's right. much, to be honest. We don't have their f- uh, flight itinerary in front of us, but uh, I would imagine uh, if you say Louise is allowed to be in the squad, I think he'd be on the bench because there's still you know jet lag. Uh, and, you wouldn't and start a, you know, a player like that in a really important position for you on no training, no tactical work. At least a goalie, you can drop him in and he kind of knows. Yeah. You know, the back I'm, s- I'm assuming Nakamba got back okay and... Uh, I believe so, yeah. I, they, they, he didn't actually, there wasn't much talk on the camber, but I'd imagine he might slot in unless they go with another. There might be a, a change of shape or, you know, who knows? Yeah, well, yeah, there, I think there would have definitely been a change of shape uh, if Liam Bailey was fit, but uh, alas, not. Uh, it's becoming <laughs> a bit said of a worry. On Bailey. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Leon hasn't ticked all the boxes for our medical department. We are hopeful he'll be back in training after the Wolves game. That doesn't sound definite does it at all this is gonna I, I have a i have a sneaky suspicion this is going to be one of those long it's a mini out. saga another it's saga a <laughs> it's another mini saga uh we've had match club looking into his injury record now yeah. <laughs> they're getting getting a bit of concern uh, going through the halls of match club i think jim pulled up his injury history and uh, on top of the list i like it <laughs> quarantine <Yeah>. injury <laughs> quarantine 14 days <laughs> but uh before that in the 1920 season, he missed uh, a total of 20, 37 days. Had a muscle injury out for two weeks, torn muscle fibre just over three weeks. I think that was probably his worst. This is his only real uh, 
time of uh, you know that what's that just like a month or combined mm-hmm. he had a hamstring 17 days the season before that and then uh, before that just like knocks colds probably missing uh, you know two or three games oh, actually there's a, there's a list of the games he missed uh, so last season he missed eight games season before that bad season before that just missed one through an infection oh, and then great. So, we're getting, so we're getting it this year then Wonderful. so yeah so no real track record so hopefully uh, they can sort this out because uh, I was thinking actually uh, I was thinking, take that 100 million as par as the value of what we've spent on these three players. Say it's in the stock market and it fluctuates in terms of what we're getting for our buck. Let's say it could be a share, it could be crypto. Where do you, What do you think that the value of that 100 million is at the moment? Ooh. Factoring in, factoring in, Bailey has, hasn't even started yet. He's Buendia. Probably, he's played, what, probably 40 minutes? Maximum for us so far. When Deer is uh, coming off the bench and uh, Danny Ings started very started well. very well, but uh, you know has been a bit shy. So I think uh, just, I think just about even. It's certainly not. It's certainly yeah, not. Well, well done. I'm saying that's probably worth about sixty million at the moment. You know how it's performed that hundred million at the moment. It's I think it's way down. Yeah, in terms of the ba- the Bailey one, definitely pulls you down because you're just not getting bang for your buck in terms of minutes. You know you've had impact, but you can't you can't just go on cameos if you're spending that money you can't have a guy playing one in four but that's what i mean that's what keeps it up because he he did probably swing the everton game uh, yep. so and Ings's contributions in the first sort of four games and uh when uh, got us a point so I'm, I'm saying yeah maybe maybe a bit more 70 million uh is where it's at i don't know but it's definitely below par uh at the moment it's definitely fluctuating as well this is the frustration so far of this season. It's still, we haven't got going. We haven't had a, a run of games where we're playing a full-strength team. You know, Bailey's starting. Uh, I mean, half of it is injuries. Uh, and I think that's what led us to, uh, you know, playing three at the back. It's, it certainly worked against uh, United. But you saw it even against Everton. It, it, it kind of struggled to have that impact. And against Spurs in the early uh, stages of that game, we had control. It, it, it does, the way we've been playing it give you control and against Chelsea we, we were doing well in terms of uh, having uh, you know real progressive possession in the opposition half but we, we you know we just haven't been uh, finishing off chances just lack, lacking in the sort of consistent cohesion you'd say we're seeing glimpses of what we can be but we're not sort of we're definitely not there yet. If he's not back before the next international break, then I think we'll be getting a bit pissed off about this situation. Because this, isn't, this of, isn't one bad injury. Is it? This is this is like it feels like it's either a reoccurring thing or it's something that's not being managed well. You you, you can't quite put a, yeah. put a finger on it yet. Sanson is back in training though. That's a uh, a positive. As is Keenan Davis, if he's even going to feature, because you wouldn't put him on the bench over Cameron Archer at the moment. No, he's uh, way way down the pecking or order now. Caleb Chukmaweka is probably. Edging him a little bit. Oh, is he? <laughs> Sounds a bit sordid, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Smith has, uh, I think there was questions to him about the uh, partnership of Danny Ings and Watkins. Uh, he said uh, they are two very good players. I have no doubts that they can work together. Yeah, I, I don't see a problem with that. I, but I would like to see... Uh, 
more support. I mean, they're, they're at the moment they are relying on uh, wingbacks uh, from that formation to be the, uh, let's say, the uh, creative factor of the team. When our two main creative sparks are, haven't been on the pitch really in terms of Bailey and Buendia, but you would think that uh, partnership would start rattling in the goals once uh, you've got more of a catalyst. Yeah, I, th- like I think Bailey so. or- Yeah, I think they're, they're waiting for the kind of the the. the- the cog in their little machine that just get keeps them moving. I think otherwise they can get individually isolated. So it's just who yeah. they're going to play off. But that'll come. Well, just before we get on to Wolves, uh, Villa have announced they're doing uh, what uh, London clubs have been doing, saying there will be uh, COVID nineteen vaccination uh, and test uh, spot checks. Starting at uh, the Wolves game, uh, fans attending must have a COVID status, either a valid NHS pass, be fully vaccinated or have a negative COVID test in the past 48 hours. At the moment, no fan will be refused entry. This is what they were doing at Spurs. Uh, it's it's like uh, at the moment to build awareness. Uh, you know, they do the spot checks. If for I don't know, for example, if you can't get Wi-Fi on your uh, to show your NHS uh, vaccination status, you know they they're not going to, uh, as they say, not refuse you. But it's uh, further down the line. Once it becomes the norm, uh, it may be a different story. I mean, one trick before you go to the game is uh, definitely. Uh, take a screenshot of your NHS pass just in case there are any uh, mobile data, Wi-Fi issues, uh, etc. I mean, it was interesting a couple of weeks ago when uh, it was announced that uh, that, uh, two-thirds of Premier League players had not been vaccinated, which uh, caused a bit of an outrage. And yeah, I just thought that was, uh, I thought that was a given considering how everybody's bent over backwards just so these Premier League clubs can make their money and have their games played and have their bubbles, and yet they're not vaccinated. You know, majority aren't vaccinated. Especially through like the, the restart period, you know, very early on, they, they they jumped through hoops to get football back. You'd have thought they would have just ticked every box yeah. necessary. And of course, you know, this the element of choice, but we're not talking about the uh, the greatest philosophers known to man, uh, football players. And if you're getting paid millions and millions, and somebody says, right, well, to to keep this show on the road, we need vaccinations. I don't, you know, I don't see the the problem. I, 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 you would think, well, actually, uh, yeah, it's millions and millions. I should, should have a vaccination, and you know, not be selfish about it. You know, you can have your principles, but I don't think it. This is a matter of principles. This is just, I don't know, it's a weird one, really. Yeah, it's a bit. No, it is. Especially when fans are meant, you know, are being encouraged to have vaccinations. Yeah, it's this thing of football, which being a complete law to itself, isn't it? But we won't go into that. That's a yeah. podcast in itself. Anyways, so be warned about that. Uh, and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Wolves kind of disappeared from their fanfare uh, when they first got promoted. They've, it's kind of their now, instead of being this uh, team with potential, they've kind of been stripped of a few assets and they're now regarded more of a uh, mid-table team. Before, they were a team that any top team would actually knew it would be a challenge playing them which is where you want Villa to be and I think Villa potentially are considering their record against the uh, the Super League 6 uh, in the last uh, in the last year but Wolves have kind of lost a bit of that luster and uh, are they a team now that's just trying to stay in the league I think they're probably just above that but they're not pushing on you know when that first season they came up you thought they were was it seventh they finished I think seventh or eighth and you thought yeah they look yeah. Like they've got there's, there's there's kind of maybe another gear they can go into here if they get their recruitment right and then they kind of second season syndrome I suppose and they 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 had a few obviously key injuries and sold key players I think they've just taken a bit of a hit and they're in this transitional period again at the moment so we'll we'll, we'll see what it becomes but is this a situation where Villa are going to get to where you know, we've already had the uh, the Grealish experience where you you know the uh, the team that's shown that potentially could break the status quo suddenly has its best assets picked picked off. You know, they lost their main striker to Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I, I always sort of almost refer to it as like you you hit a glass ceiling, and it depends how far you bounce off it. <laughs> yeah, because you know straight away, you know, the, it's almost like they have to circle the wagons because you know there's talk that people wanted to pick off Traore as well, and uh, it's a situation of it's almost you got to strike while the iron's hot now their manager's gone i mean the nuno thing i thought was their success down to him how much did did he play a part of that but they seem to go quite cold on him very quickly uh the wolves fans because they did a you know they, they loved him initially i think it was the, the playing style as much as anything yeah but that's what was keeping them uh competitive because they were pragmatic but they had some uh players that could offer up you know winning moments and that was pretty much their formula wasn't it yeah they, had, they certainly had a little bit of glitter when you look at the especially that first season when they had like you know Jimenez obviously was you know a cracking buy for them and Neves Neves Martino they had you know, their midfield was it was it was a team that if you didn't kind of follow them in any detail you could be uh, fooled into you know watching their man, uh, match of the day highlights or whatever just seeing all these amazing wonder goals and thinking this this team's playing uh sparkling attacking football when you know really it was just individual brilliance added on to you know pragmaticness that was uh the, the recipe for success uh and that you know they had decent success will they get to those heights i don't know i think villa should surpass them uh, i think there's, there's a few other teams that have come back to the party that have probably got a little bit more clout in the market but yeah it could be a, a dour game uh, as we've seen uh, uh, recently i mean this is a game where you needed bailey uh, well you, they say that about every game now yeah it's just <laughs> a given isn't it well we've only seen five minutes of him 
<laughs> key stats and uh this one that makes you wary of this game uh aston villa have just won one of their past seven home games home league games against wolves four draws two loss winning uh the, that win was uh the bjarnison uh where he put the cherry on the cake of the 4-1 championship win uh, back in march 2018 and yeah. uh villa haven't beaten wolves at home in a in the premier league in the last five games either and that dates back to uh 2003 under David O'Leary. Was that the Engel? Engel scored a couple. Yeah, of I remember. I think, that, that. I think if I'm, that, that would have been the first year Wolves came up to the Premier League, wasn't it? Yeah, it's that long. So yeah, of course, you know when Robbie Keane scored against them, that was uh, away from home. Our record at Molyneux is probably better in the Premier League than it has been at Villa yeah. Park. There's tended to be a lot of draws. Yeah, so this is something uh, you have to. Uh, I mean, I'll be happy with a 1-0, uh, I've got to admit. Yeah, it's a bit of a get-the-job-done kind of game, this one. Yeah, I mean, Wolves, uh, so far this season, are their three away games. They've won two, lost one. I mean, who have they beaten? Is it Watford and uh, Southampton? Is that right? Yeah. So they've obviously got uh, a system... Uh, a way to beat teams that are around them. So uh, this is, it's, you know, it's definitely not going to be a, an easy afternoon's uh, work uh, for Villa by any means. Potentially not an easy afternoon's watch either in the stands. I think it's one of these ones where you're going to probably have to be quite patient. Yep. So put your ticket if you're a season ticket holder. If you're put your ticket on reseller uh, SAP. <laughs> <laughs> That's the top tip of this podcast. <laughs> we uh, we we jest. Well, I'm, I'm hoping we uh, channel the spirit of Bjarnason and uh, give him a good seeing too. But I don't know. I think we'll be fairly pragmatic. i would be interested to see if, because there's an absence of Bailey, he will uh, Smith will start the game at least with that three-five-two, or if uh, with Louise out, he might just use Nakamba as a pivot and then bring in uh, Buendia and go a bit more four-four-two-y. Yeah, you 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 wonder how sort of much we'll we'll go for it. Yeah, they're kind of playing like a 3-4-3, so you wonder if it might be that um, we end up kind of matching each other a bit if we both play back. Because I, I would expect Villa, if if Bailey's out, to, to go with the three at the back. I think they'll persist with that, especially obviously yeah. to accommodate Watkins and, and Ings. So it might be that actually both teams sort of, they could cancel each other out a little bit. The only uh, interesting thing is it whether it's if he does try to get Buendia in the team in, in, instead of Ramsey. I thought he was going to start him instead of Ramsey uh, against Spurs, to be honest, because I just thought we, we would need a bit more cutting edge in terms of taking our chances against Spurs, mm-hmm. which I think... Uh, proved to be the case in the, especially in the first 20 minutes of that uh, game at uh, Tottenham this is just a quick show so let's just finish off with a burning question uh, this is from Armin uh, in Match Club and this is this is is this because it's international week and there's no content uh, yeah there's been a bit of little rumblings haven't there of who who would replace Southgate if and when he leaves England after the World yeah, Cup yeah and just to context this question I mean I, I you know I, I haven't paid much attention to Twitter over the past week or so but when I've uh, looked on it it's just like people grumbling about Southgate all the time and and, and I was thinking from a Villa point of view uh, I thought that was one of the, uh, the in the pluses plus columns of getting rid of Grealish was there was no, suddenly you wouldn't have on your timeline Villa fans moaning about Southgate all the time because he's not playing Grealish enough or whatever but unfortunately that's just carried on so uh, the question is would Dean Smith leave Villa for England if offered the job in the next two to three years if we keep making progress this is just this is the Graham Taylor situation all over again. Uh, yeah, who else would be in the running? A foreign manager, perhaps, if they wanted it. I'd, would they have the pull? 
I, don't, I think after Capella they, and Ericsson, where that's when they, they rolled the dice, spent big to get a real name in, and, and they didn't really come up with anything. And you've seen Southgate be the most successful manager in terms of tournament progress, uh, second only to uh, Sir Alf Ramsey. So I don't think they're going to squander money on Pep Guardiola. I mean, well, that might be tempting for them. If the contracts work out at the same time, because Pep's contract runs out at the end of next season, doesn't it? So, But I think the idea of getting Southgate in uh, young was to have some kind of legacy, and I don't I don't understand why there's pressure on him already. I just, I, I, just, I, I just think he'll probably sign a new contract. He'll get to the World Cup, take stock and go, well, quite endure where I am. Why does he want to start? Why does he want to start again England, at England, let's be honest... This uh, is as good as it's been in terms of tournament progress. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, you throw in that UA for Nations, whatever. We got into the final of that as well. And the Euros final. This is uh, something, uh, you know, people have got short memories. This doesn't happen. We've gone through lifetimes of golden generations with you, Gerard Lampard, Beckham. They did jack shit, really, when you boil it down. (laughs) Yeah. And here's somebody who's actually uh, got us in a final, which. uh, yeah, it's only the second time ever. I mean, would Dean Smith leave Villa for That is the question, it? I, actually. I mean, I think yeah. if it was offered, I think he would. I mean, he said he would. I remember he did an end-of-season Q&A, didn't he? He had a dinner. because, And he'd said, if I got offered the England job, it would be because I'd have done a brilliant job with Villa. Yeah. And um, and I could warrant, you know, I could leave with my head held high, knowing that, well, I'd have had to... I, th- I think Dean Smith would still have to do more than he's done at Villa to get that I job. I don't think so. Personally. Look at Southgate. I don't think Graham Taylor didn't win anything. He got the job, and that, you know but, he was. But Graham uh, Taylor had taken Villa from second tier to the second in the league quickly. Yeah, but we're talking about we want Dean Smith. The whole idea of this uh, Wes Eden Suarez uh, Perslow roadshow is to uh, get Villa in the Champions League and winning things. I think if he did that and he left, I think you'd, you'd you'd have to say thanks very much. That's what I'm saying. You don't actually have to win things and do anything to actually necessarily get the England job because there's not that many great England managers out there. You know, what is it? Smith or Sean Dyche? Is that? I mean, there's Potter. We're, we're not talking about managers of elite elite no, clubs the, the, here. The, ta- the talent pool isn't exactly you know we're not drowning in English managers. So you could, uh, if for some reason Southgate had an absolute mare, Villa finish, let's say, eighth next season, that would probably uh, be enough for Dean Smith to be interviewed for the job. And that's that's the concerning thing. Dean Smith could take that job and then he'd have... Uh, all the you know the ball aching pressure of being England manager, and he actually wouldn't have you know had the achievement under his belt of. Uh, I don't think he'd have felt fulfilled at Villa. I think he needs to get them in the Champions League. He needs to uh, get them onto that level where he could actually draw the line and be content and look back at what he did to Villa. I mean, it's all right saying, well, I got them promoted. It's like, well, I think with the uh, the tools he had at his disposal, a lot of managers uh, could have got us promoted out of the Championship. That's not like a uh, measure of a great manager in two or three years' time. I think that's uh, if if you got Villa into, but the problem is it's if you got Villa into the Champions League two or three years time uh, within a period of two, you would want to build that into a regular occurrence. We're moving now. This is this is the playing field I want to play in. Why do I then want yeah, to start? And, and again? from a club point of view as well, you don't want to lose him because if suddenly it's like ah shit, we have to start again. Although I think Villa will build that culture where, you know, like Brentford, you can get rid of Dean Smith, you don't even bat an eyelid, you actually get better. 
because you've got the the, the head coach is literally you know 10 15 percent yeah you've got the framework and the recruitment departments etc all in place that you slot the head coach in and they that as long as they buy into your yeah. philosophy so villa may be in that position uh in, in let's say three years time so i mean dean smith hasn't actually proven himself to be a master like a 10 out of 10 so if England came knocking tomorrow and took him you would go that's a shame but it's not as if they're taking the you know the silverware out of the house are they they're not stealing the silverware from you but if he gets us into the Champions League and it's like right let's just stay in this Champions League for a good few seasons that's when you'd be pissed off and you would actually say you know fuck England (laughs) (laughs) you can have him when he's 65 (laughs) but uh, we shall see but yeah it's one of those uh, I mean it, it, it really killed Villa back in the Graham Taylor years because that's when Villa were potentially uh, there was a there was a, there was a freshness about the place there was an exuberance and it, it was just like popping that instantly as soon as he left yeah we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get to it so let's get out of here because we have a match to attend and uh, we will report back in the main show uh, next week when we'll see if the uh, the Villa Wolves game turned out turn out to actually be a big barnstormer and not the cautious uh, affair that uh, we have uh, been prophesizing uh, on this show so far right until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.